Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We are brought to you by Blue Chew today. I urge you to take a look at their wonderful product. I'll tell you more about them in a moment. But as we've done with four of the divisions, today I want to go to the AFC North. Sort of hits home for me a little bit. And kind of preview their over-under wind total chances and whatnot, as we've done with the other two. We've done both Souths. We've done both Easts. So I owe you this one and three more, both Wests and today's AFC North. We'll do NFC North probably at some point this week as well. And gotten a lot of good feedback on these. So here's what's going on in the AFC North this year. If you haven't heard the other four, obviously in their schedule they have six division games. Every team in the league has six division games. You know, you're going to play within your, you know, the AFC North. The AFC North has four games against... The AFC West, not easy, you know, for sure. You know, I think Denver's improved. Kansas City, I have some questions about, but they're always tough to play against. Some questions about the Raiders. The Chargers are good. And the NFC South, which to me is clearly the best division in the league. So the AFC North folks do not have an easy run. Um, And then there's two more variable games, as you guys, I hope, know by now. So, you know, they got six games within the division, four against an AFC conference, or Division 4 against an NFC Division, which is the NFC South, not easy. And then there's two others. The Steelers, who have an over-under win total of 10.5, they're two variable games because their first-place team are the Patriots and the Jags. Ooh, I mean, if any two teams have the Steelers' number in the league, it's the Patriots and the Jags. But according to Warren Sharps, you know, and by the way, his guide is out. I urge you to check that out. Uh, the Steelers have the 14th easiest strength of schedule in the league. But, you know, which is right in the middle, basically. But most of the teams that are harder than them are NFC teams because the NFC is harder than the AFC. You know, I mean, that's really just the facts. And you look at around the, you know, to me, if I look around the AFC North, the team that probably improved the least from a year ago is Pittsburgh. You know, that the Browns added a lot. And then they were on top, so they have, you know, nowhere to go but down in a way. But the rest of the division, to me, as it stands on, what, July 9th or whatever, July 9th, looks more difficult than it for Pittsburgh. You know, their opponents in the division look more difficult than they did a year ago or even when we saw them last. That being said, this is a very successful franchise. You know, I mean... Ben Roethlisberger came into the league in 2004. That was, coincidentally, the year that I was with the Browns. Um, Pittsburgh has won double-digit regular season games 10 of those 14 years. That's pretty impressive. You know, again, and the over-under win total here is 10 and a half. And they never had a losing season. And Ben's missed time. You know, not that he's missed huge, huge portions of time. But still, I mean... During his era, no losing seasons, and obviously none in the Mike Tomlin era either. But there's questions here too. You know, I mean, Roethlisberger wouldn't shock any of us if he misses two, three, four games again. Le'Veon Bell, both these guys have had a lot of wear and tear on their body. Can they both stay healthy? You know, what's the backup situation like behind Bell? And, you know, Landry Jones is fine and Mason Rudolph's promising, but clearly they would be massive you know, problems if those two were out. Or either. And the defense, I think, is more where the questions lie, of course. 
the Steelers have obviously tried to fix the defense with a lot of high-pick athletes. Some are starting to come around for sure. I mean, Cam Hayward and Tuit and Watt looks promising. But what about the Bud Dupree's and Sean Davis's and Artie Burns? If those guys take a step forward, this defense could be quite good. You know, but they're not going to replace Shazier. They're going to, you know, try to work around his absence. And that's going to be really hard to hard to do. There certainly is talent on this side of the ball. You know, the Steelers don't need them to be a top 10 type defense to win 11 games, though. But the Steelers were also one of the teams in the league that were most fortunate with injuries last year. Unlikely to repeat itself. You know, I mean, it could. Who knows? Like I said, they got Jacksonville Week 11, and they host the Patriots in Week 15. That's rough. There's some interesting scheduling quirks, though, with the Steelers. And the second half of their schedule is certainly tough. And it looks like they begin the year pretty easy, which I think they do. You know, relatively easy. And they could easily get out to a hot start, and they bring back many of the same guys. So they may be favored in just about all these games. But they start at Cleveland, host the Chiefs, which is much easier than going to Kansas City, go to Tampa Bay, probably without Winston, uh, host the Ravens, host the Falcons, which is clearly a tough game, but it's at Heinz Field, at Cincinnati, and then they have a bye. They travel to Cleveland, travel to Baltimore in week nine. So in those first nine weeks slash eight games, they could get off to a pretty good start, assuming health and that they're the team we think they are. It's not an easy eight-game stretch, but it's far from overwhelming. And what's kind of crazy is five of their six divisional games are in those first eight games. So if the Steelers are hot, they may really pull away in the division by, you know, Thanksgiving or something like that. So that's interesting to me. But starting week nine for Pittsburgh, let me find it so I don't screw this up. They go, like I said, they went to Baltimore, which is a tough game no matter how good the Ravens are that year. Host the Panthers at Jacksonville, at Denver, brutal place to play. Host the Chargers, who I think should be really good. Go to the Black Hole in Oakland. Host New England at New Orleans, Cincinnati to finish the season in, in Pittsburgh. Not easy. I mean, not easy at all, it, especially if there's an injury or two settled in. And, you know, so I think it's important for the Steelers to start hot. And I think they probably will. You know, I mean, I know that Tomlin does a real good job of kind of putting bubble wrap around his best players. But what's Le'Veon Bell going to be look like when he reports and all those things? Um, like I said, though, I mean, the other three teams in the division, to me, look more improved than the Steelers have improved. But I'm going to take the over, and that's not even being a homer. I just think that 11 wins is more likely than 10. But it absolutely is not one of these bets that I've talked about that I feel super confident about. Confidence. How am I going to segue into this? Confidence in the bedroom is pretty important, right? You know, I mean, if you're having issues in that department, you want to fix them. You don't want to go into that situation not knowing if all guns are blazing. You know, I mean, it's could be a tough game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why you got to use blue chew, you know? So remember when you were always ready to go, you know, maybe you're up in age and maybe you're not always ready to go, but blue chew gives you that confidence that I talked about. So 
Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. It gets the blood flowing. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Like, to me, that's the whole key. I mean, that's why you go to BlueChew is... I mean, I'm not sure how you guys operate, but it seems a little inconvenient to me of, I'm going to take this pill in anticipation of a half hour or an hour from now needing it to work. And then what if you don't go? You know, like, well, it's working, but I can't do anything about it. That's no good. So, Blue Chew, it's like, chew it up, boom, you're done. It's prescribed online and ships right to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit. No waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all of you out there. Visit BlueChew.com and get your sh- your first shipment free when you use our sp- special promo code, Locked On, all one word. All you pay is five bucks shipping. That's the best deal ever. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code. Locked on to try it free. So, Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we absolutely thank them for sponsoring our wonderful podcast. Go check out Blue Chew right now. All right, the Baltimore Birdies are next. And they're a full two and a half games expected win total less than the Steelers. So, you know, I think most of us will be picking Pittsburgh to win this division. You know, as is the case with the Steelers, they play the AFC West and the NFC South, as do all these teams. We're not going to go over that again. 11th easiest schedule in the league, but again, most of the toughest ones are NFC teams. Their variable games are Buffalo, which uh, I think is very favorable, and the Titans, which on a neutral field, I would definitely have the Titans favored over the Ravens. But, unlike the Steelers, the Ravens were hit very hard by injuries last year. That's bound to come back to the mean, you would think. Yonda, guys like that. And it's not like they added a lot of superstar talent on offense if they're skill position guys, but they certainly addressed it. Drafting two tight ends, bringing in John Brown, bringing in Crabtree, Dixon returns, the line should be healthier, all those things. So that's promising. You know, obviously the offense is what you worry about here. And the reason it worries me the most is just the way Flacco's played for the last couple of years. So... It's a hard team to predict because you guys know my feelings on Flacco, which aren't very favorable. And you know my feelings on Lamar Jackson, which I'm ecstatic about. But you got to think, it, at a minimum, you know, Flacco is beginning the season. You know, he's the opening day starter. And sure, there might be a package or something like that in there for Jackson. I mean, I bet he's active on week one game day and he bet he sees the football. But... The first five games for the Ravens, hosting the Bills, they're definitely favored in that one, at the Bengals, hosting Denver, at the Steelers, tough game, at the Browns. But 4-1 and or 3-2 and in those first five games, I don't think is far-fetched at all, you know? I mean, and that gets you pretty close to eight. But where I'm getting on that is... 
then you probably don't pull Flacco for a while. I mean, if you're four and one, you're not going to change the starting quarterback. So maybe Jackson has to wait his turn. And it does get a lot harder after that. You know, I mean, that's for sure. Is they then go to Tennessee. They host the Saints. They go to Carolina. They got the Steelers again. Then there's a bye in week 10. Which makes me, you know, again, I don't have my crystal ball here. But I can see them being three or two, four and one. And then going into their week 10 bye, four and five. And then doesn't that just scream Lamar Jackson, you know, for the, the last six, seven, seven games? I mean, I'm guessing. Who knows? But that's my hunch. So maybe that's how that plays out. Maybe it isn't. I do think this is a very well-coached team. They're always awesome on special teams. That's a great mediator, regulator. You know, keeps things close. I mean, the best kicker I've ever seen. I think their defense has a chance to be quite good. But... I do think the rest of the division is a little improved, too. You know, is, is it a, a cinch that they're going to beat the Browns twice? I don't know. I don't know. NFC South on the schedule. So, I think they're more likely to be under 500 than over it. And could I picture them as a 9-7 and team? Absolutely. I think they're probably an 8-8 eight and eight team, and I think the line is probably correct here. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a good line. But if I have to pick, I'll go under and think that they're a 7-9 and nine type of team. Next up, we've got Cincinnati, and their over-under total is 7. One game less than their rival Ravens. Schedule is 11th easiest. Again, basically middle of the road. Their variable games, though, are Miami and Indy. I mean, that's what you get for being a third-place team in the AFC. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. I mean, I think that's a, a very favorable situation for Cincinnati. To cut to the chase, I'm going to take the over on Cincinnati. Let's talk offense for a little. They added two starters to the offensive line. That's big. And maybe the rookie center price isn't, you know, Mike Webster. You know, but I bet he's an upgrade. They've been bad at center for a while. And overall, I think the line goes from one of the league's worst to the 20 to 25th best. But that goes a long way. I mean, when you have a gaping wound and you can turn it into a small cut, that sure helps a guy like Dalton. And overall, this team really didn't lose much. You know, they really only added things, including what, you know, John Ross to me is kind of like an extra draft pick. I don't know if he'll be good or not, but they drafted ninth overall for a reason. I think Mixon is a big-time breakout candidate, and I think the offense will run through him. But you, Bernard, played really well. What if Eifert stays healthy? I know that's kind of funny. You chuckle about it. But A.J. Green remains a superstar. And Ross is, at least if he could be, you know, the scary run-down-the-field real-fast guy. You know, isn't that why they drafted him? But, you know, Tyler Boyd's not horrible, and the foul's not horrible, and Dalton's not horrible. I don't say much bad about him. But if they can run this game, this offense through Mixon with a better line and a lot of A.J. Green, I think it's a pretty good offense. I mean, I think it's a mediocre offense. But what I like about this team and why I'm really getting into picking them for the over to be an eight or more win team is the defense. And in fact, I haven't really thought predictions, but the AFC is terrible. You know, like to cut the chase, I'm going to pick the Patriots. I'm going to pick the Steelers to win their divisions. Maybe I'll pick two wild cards out of the South. Maybe I'll pick one or two out of the West. But I might take Cincinnati as my as a wild card team, as like a sixth seed in the in the AFC. 
Because I think their defense is really, really good. You know, guys like Lawson, William Jackson, Geno Atkins is the straw that serves the drink, but they got some young dudes that have a chance to be pretty darn good. And, and Burfick's, you know, suspended for a bit, but he's still a quality player. Their safeties are pretty strong. Pretty good scheme. You know, their defensive front is disruptive. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be the best defense in the league, but I bet it's a top 10 defense for sure. And pretty disruptive. So I'm pretty bullish overall on the Bengals. And they absolutely could prove me wrong because I'm not the biggest Marvin Lewis or Dalton fan. And I'm not going to overlook that those are massive components in this equation. But the schedule's not that bad. You know, Miami, the Colts. I ain't so shabby. So I'm going to go over on Cincinnati. All right, and we finish up with the Brownies. Over under win total of five and a half after going winless last year. Eighth hardest schedule, though. Ugh. You know, the, there's no Browns on the on the schedule twice, like unlike the other teams here we've talked about. Their two variable games are the Jets. Doesn't seem horrible, but on a neutral field, who are you taking, the Jets or the Browns? I can see an argument for either, but probably in the Jets. And then they get Houston. Like, ooh, that's not a real nifty gift for the last place team. You know, Watson and Watt return and Merciless and those guys. I don't have a lot of good to say about the coaching staff. You know, we talked about a couple days ago about how they use more base personnel on defense than everyone and even when they weren't getting blown out and people were running all over them. And great, you stopped the run, but you got thrown on like crazy. That's not how the league works anymore. And I've been very critical of Hugh Jackson and how he handled Kaiser. And I feel like a Kaiser defendant, and I liked him a lot coming out, and he did not play well. But he was not helped. And are they going to help Taylor or Mayfield more than they helped Kaiser? I would freaking hope so, but it better be a lot, you know, to get to six wins. So I also asked myself the question, which of those two quarterbacks gives them the better chance to get the six wins? Is it Taylor or is it Mayfield? And the beauty of Taylor is, I've mentioned this to you too, the Browns gave the ball to the other team 1.75 times per game on average. So they basically spotting their opponent two turnovers last year. Awful. I and mean, their turnover differential was historically bad. And Taylor is the best valuer of the football out there, you know, including Alex Smith. Does not throw picks. That's why they like the guy. But how long is he going to be the starter? You know, I mean, they start the year home. They host the Steelers, and then they go to New Orleans. If they're 0-2 and have lost those games by a combined 30 points, it might be make Baker Mayfield time in Week 3. You know, that that's not far-fetched. But there's a lot of talent on this team. I mean, I said this last year. This is not a terrible roster. It's a crime that they couldn't win a game with the players they had last year. And guys like Miles Garrett could be total superstars. And I really like Njoku, and I like their wide receivers. They got more running backs than they know what to do with. A good offensive line. It's a good position in terms of supporting cast, absolutely for Taylor, to distribute the ball to and take some deep shots and make some plays with his legs as well. And for Mayfield, how much will they help those guys with scheme? I have my doubts. You know, and the defense looks better. They're really good at linebacker. Their edge guys should be good. 
some questions about the corners, and we'll see about the secondary. But they're going in the right direction. I mean, in terms of building this team. But let's just... I'm going to give you their 16 games quickly. And while I do, think in your head, are the Browns favored in any of these games? And this isn't knocking the Browns, but if you're Vegas odds maker right now, when they host Steelers in week one, are they favored? No. At New Orleans, are they favored? No. Hosting the Jets? Maybe. In Oakland? Maybe. If the Browns are really impressive after three weeks and the Raiders are not. But I'm not giving you that one. Hosting Baltimore. I think the Birdies are favored in that one. Hosting the Chargers. I think San Diego, or LA is charged, favored in that one. At Tampa week seven. Maybe. But they're on the road. And Tampa's good. And Jameis should be there. At the Steelers week eight. No. KC week nine in Cleveland. Probably not. I mean, I don't have real high hopes for KC's D, and maybe Cleveland's impressive through eight games and the, and the Chiefs aren't. I could see that, but right now, I think Kansas City's just favored in that game. Atlanta comes to Cleveland in Week 10. I'm taking the Falcons in that one. Okay, so then you got a Week 11 bye. So I only picked one game, the Jets at home in Week 3, in their first 10, that they may or may not be favored. I mean, think about this. I mean, the Jets in Cleveland... Who's favored in that game? That might be a pick em. It's not like the, the, they're favored by 10. And then they come out of their bye. They go to the Bengals. And I'm not saying they can't win on these games. They could win in Cincinnati. But they're not favored. Then they go to Houston week 13. Not favored. Hosting the Panthers. Probably not favored. At Denver for week 15. I doubt they're favored. Cincy comes to Cleveland in week 16. And then they go to Baltimore in week 17. So... Yeah, that's the eighth toughest schedule for a winless team a year ago. And yeah, I've said a lot of good things about their personnel and the way that they're building the roster. But where do the wins come from? So I got to go under on 5.5. And they may be a much better team this year and end up 3-13. and 13 And everyone still thinks they're the laughing stock of the league. But the smart people will be like, well, they're going the right direction. But then probably the coaches get fired and they start all over because that's what the Browns do. So, that's what I'm doing. I go over Steelers, reluctantly. Under Ravens, reluctantly. Over Bengals, confidently. Under Browns, confidently.